Is New Orleans Saints star safety Marcus Williams just counting down the days to leave the Saints and a look at the development of players under Ryan Nielsen and Chris Richard? We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome into this Wednesday episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks, as always, for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. And don't forget that we are free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube as well. I'm your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, Canal Street Chronicles, Locked on NFL, and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. Is New Orleans Saints star safety Marcus Williams simply counting down the days, hours, and seconds before it's time to leave New Orleans? Let's pump the brakes on this one a little bit. Marcus Williams, New Orleans Saints safety, reposting a post from uh, Josh Mitchell, who's an athletic trainer, on his Instagram on Tuesday, which included a countdown to free agency and the internet went wild. Now, let's talk a little bit about this because we know how social media plays into sports now, right? You saw Kyler Murray deleting references of the Arizona Cardinals from his social media platforms and the way that everybody went nuts about that. We've seen it in the past before with Odell Beckham Jr. and even people you know, keeping a close eye on Michael Thomas's uh, Instagram posts and, and, and social media over the past couple of years. We know how this all gets wound up and kind of overblown here and there. But there's one important detail here to really, really pay attention to. Marcus Williams did not post the actual countdown timer to free agency himself. It was Josh Mitchell that posted the free agency timer, and Marcus Williams simply shared the post of him working out to his Instagram. You remember just a few years ago, following the Minneapolis miracle situation, Marcus Williams posted almost every day in the gym, working, grinding, doing all of his work. He loves very much sharing his process. And I think that this was a little bit more about Marcus Williams sharing his process than it was about him sharing how long is left until free agency, which by the way, is not far away, just over 20 days away from free agency opening on March 16th. The important thing to know about right now with Marcus Williams though, is that the uh, the franchise tag window is open until March 8th. So if the New Orleans Saints plan to franchise tag Marcus Williams for a second straight year, sort of like what the Broncos did, with their safety, Jeffrey Simmons, before eventually getting him on a long-term contract, then the Saints could look to uh, essentially take the same route. And it would be here within the next couple of weeks, basically until the combine closes, which will be done on the 7th. Now, for Marcus Williams, for the New Orleans Saints, I think there is mutual interest for, I wouldn't be surprised, let me say it that way, if there's mutual interest for both of these teams, Marcus Williams fits very well in the secondary. He is featured very well in this defense the guy that helped to build the defense where he has excelled over the past few years is now calling all of the shots as the head coach. And for the Saints, he fits the system. He is one of their best players on the defensive side, and it makes sense to make him one of the highest paid safeties in the NFL, if not the highest paid safety in the NFL. Because remember, sometimes becoming the highest paid X position in the NFL is about timing more than it is about anything else. And right now, the timing is perfect for the New Orleans Saints. We're looking at continuity, cohesion, maintaining as much as they can, especially on the defensive side of the ball, which proved to be able to win games over the course of the past few seasons. And of course, 
it's great timing for Marcus Williams, who's looking for that new contract. Don't be surprised if New Orleans Saints use a franchise tag again for the second year in a row. It's not that much. 120% of what last year's franchise tag was, which was just over $10 million. This year it would be just over $12 million. That's not too much to ask for the New Orleans Saints who have hundred over $100 million that they can create just off of simple restructures on their salary cap. So something to keep in mind. And remember, only the 51 most expensive players on the 90-man roster actually count against the salary cap during the offseason once the new league year begins. So a lot of opportunity and true possibility for the Saints to be able to franchise tag Marcus Williams before March 8th and then use the time up until that league year deadline to be able to extend him and work on a long-term contract. So it would give them more time to be able to work on that. If they franchise tag him, it doesn't mean that they can't get the long-term deal done. They'll have a couple of, they'll have a little bit of time to be able to get that done and still be able to try to keep him in New Orleans for the long haul. So don't be too upset about the free agency clock ticking down or anything like that. It wasn't him that posted it. It was him that reposted it. And so he does know that it was there. Don't get me wrong. But I think that this has just as much to do with the fact that the new league year is beginning and he's looking forward to his next contract and or next step than it is about him specifically entering free agency and looking to leave the city of New Orleans. Marcus Williams, one of the players to benefit from Chris Richard's addition in 2021 as a defensive backs coach. Let's take a look at those defensive backs in 2021, compare some to the past, and then also look at the development of a young rookie like Paulson Adebo. So we can talk about one of the things that's most important when it comes to Chris Richard and Ryan Nielsen, especially if we're going to talk about co-defensive coordinators. It's beyond just the roles that they serve on game day, beyond just the game planning, all of that. It's about development as well. And Chris Richard has proven to be one of the best developers in the NFL at that position group. We'll start with Chris Richard before we get to Ryan Nielsen as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. And the football season might be over, but basketball, both college and pros, are just starting to heat up from the latest across everything that you need for totals, uh, player performance, props, odds, lines, whatever it is that you're looking for. You can figure out even the next, you can bet on even the next fired head coach around the uh, wherever. Uh, any league as well. You can find all of it over at betonline.net, the number one place for all of your sports betting needs and the exclusive online betting partners here at the Locked On Podcast Network remains the best place for you to get everything that you need from sports analysis, news, and podcast as well. And if you're not into just basketball, you can take a look at hockey, baseball, hopefully right around the corner. You've got UFC, MMA, boxing, and even more. Make sure that you have all of the updated odds, lines, and props that you're looking for to get in on the action. So go and check them out over at betonline.net. Doesn't get any better than that. And don't miss all the exclusive offers that come up on the site as well. Head over there today. It's BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Thanks so much for making us your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget to check out the Locked on NFL YouTube page as well. You can catch me on Tuesdays over there along with my good friend Luke Braun of Locked on Vikings. 30 minutes, everything you need to know across the NFL and a bunch of additional content over there as well, including all of our Super Bowl Radio Row interviews. So go and check it out, the NF, uh, Locked on NFL YouTube page, especially if you're here uh, checking out Locked on Saints on YouTube. Easy. Easy. Just jump right over. Here we get you all taken care of. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the development part of the job for Chris Richard, Ryan Nielsen, 
This is something I think we should celebrate about these guys, even if only one of them ends up becoming defensive coordinator. There's a lot of speculation that co-defensive coordinator could be the way that the Saints go. We broke that down in yesterday's episode if you want to hear how that could potentially work, especially with Dennis Allen, uh, at least having some initial desire to maintain play calling responsibilities. So how do you split a job amongst three? You can go and listen to yesterday's episode to check that out. But it's also, of course, available free on all platforms, including on YouTube as well. Don't forget. Uh, but when it comes down to one of the other big pieces that these guys, Chris Richard and Ryan Nielsen, in any position that they may serve, uh, have to be able to uh, provide, it's development. And development has been a big part of Chris Richard's story. Let's go all the way back to Seattle when he started there as their defensive backs coach, or I think it was classified as secondary coach. Then when he was working with guys like Earl Thomas, when he was working with guys like Cam Chancellor and Richard Sherman and so on and so forth, then Brandon Browner at that time, right? That version of Brandon Browner, not today's version of Brandon Browner, not the 2015 version of Brandon Browner. We don't talk about that version. But before that, right, over in Seattle, when he helped to sort of be the cornerstone of the Legion of Boom over there. And they played this sort of cover three shell, you know, defense and everything. And, you know, you didn't have corners following receivers or anything. They had a side of the field, they had assignments and all. And Chris Richard helped to put them in those situations and be able to maximize the talents of guys like Earl Thomas, as well as Cam Chancellor by using them in the roles that maximize what it was that they did best using Cam Chancellor down in the box, allowing him to be an enforcer, using Earl Thomas away from the line of scrimmage, allowing him to be a rangy piece. But that can also come down and tackle and that can be, you know, what you need in that area of the game as well. Urging uh, uh, corners to be good tacklers, so on and so forth. Now, Richard Sherman, you can say what you will about him at this point. But when you look at him back when Chris Richard was working with him in Seattle, you have to give Chris Richard a lot of let's say credit, uh, for what he helped those guys develop into. That wasn't just about pure raw talent. And it was there. Cam Chancellor might be one of the best safeties we'll ever see play the game at his specific position. But when it comes down to what you saw over time and them develop and get better and get more comfortable in their roles and then watch them go elsewhere with the exception of Cam Chancellor, you can see how quickly things kind of diminished for them once they got away from Chris Richard. Or once Chris Richard went elsewhere, you could see that same thing with Richard Sherman. So I think that when you look at that, you can start there. Then you can go to Dallas. He was working more as a defensive coordinator there. He didn't really work as a secondary coach there. So I think you look at him in a different role, but then you watch him show up in New Orleans and you see Marshawn Lattimore play probably his best season since his rookie year. You see Paulson Adebo come in and immediately have an impact, right? A guy that we talked about, we loved over the course of the offseason, but talked about needing time, right? Because he was coming in to New Orleans in 2021 with his first game on September 13th or September whatever, and having not played football since November of 2019, almost two years before that. And we thought, okay, yeah, look, he's going to be very good in the NFL. He has all the tools. He's a former wide receiver. He's got good ball skills. He's got good size. He's got good strength. He's got everything in terms of the tool set that you need to be a successful corner in the NFL. But it's going to take time because he hasn't played football in two years, right? The ankle injury that ended his 2019 season, him opting out of 2020 due to the COVID-19 re restrictions and, and concerns and things like that. And then coming into the 2021 NFL draft, it was like, yeah, okay, he might need some time. Nope, he was fine. He was fine. And Chris Richard was a big part of that, right? Him being able to help to train these guys up. Marcus Williams has seen his missed tackle percentage drop every season since the infamous, of course, missed tackle uh, when it came or the infamous missed tackle filled season of 2018. Now it went back up a little bit in 2020, uh, 2021, but you saw several fantastic coverage snaps 
from this guy over and over and over again. This was a New Orleans Saints team that didn't allow a lot of plays beyond 20 yards through the air, a lot of plays uh, beyond 40 yards in the air, which is something they have been infamous for over the course of the past God, five, six seasons at this point, even in seasons when the defense was good, right? 2017, 2018, for instance, early on in the season, you saw a lot of those big chunk plays given up. Now, every now and then he has one of those plays, right? The Tony Pollard play where he was trying to catch the angle on Tony Pollard and ended up just kind of escorting him into the end zone. There are things like that that you see from just about any player anywhere, right? Um, Drew Brees threw his fair share of interceptions over the middle to linebackers, right? Something that happens, right? But when it comes down to what he did for you on a play-to-play-to-play basis, Marcus Williams was absolutely phenomenal. And of course, Malcolm Jenkins, can you really give Chris Richard a lot of credit for Malcolm Jenkins? Sure, you can, right? Because he had to prepare him into their new system and the way that things were working out. But Malcolm Jenkins had a year in the system. He also comes in as one of the most decorated veterans at the position as well. So I hesitate to give Chris Richard a lot of credit there, if I'm being honest, because Malcolm Jenkins is simply that guy. But even still, you have to be able to maximize these guys as a unit together. And so Chris Richard was able to do that. You even look at the way that Bradley Roby quickly settled into his role. And on top of everybody else, on top of all of those guys, and I think Marshawn Lattimore is a really, really hot example in terms of what it is that Chris Richard brought you as a developer of talent in that uh, secondary. CJ Gardner-Johnson, I think, is the absolute pinnacle example for what Chris Richard can bring you. Now, CJ, CD, he is somebody that has a base level of talent that is going to be there no matter what, right? He is going to be a good player regardless of who his coach is. (laughs) You know what I mean? He's always going to be one of those guys. And the role that he is placed in as, you know, by defensive coordinator at that time, Dennis Allen, now head coach, that ends up elevating what it is that he can do and how they utilize his strength. They're smart with the way that they use CD. They really are. And CD is really smart about the way that he utilizes himself within that role. But you look at what Chris Richard brings in terms of intensity, and then you watch the way that it's mimicked by a guy like CD who brings a lot of energy and all of that. And you can see the development into a leader starting to happen under Chris Richard. It was something that CJ told us during mini camps that he wanted to step into. He wanted his next role. The next thing that he was focused on was to become a leader for the young guys that are coming in. And you absolutely see it. And I think that it's intensified a bit by Chris Richard, giving him that responsibility and allowing him to play the role that he plays within that secondary, not just on the field, but in the room, right? So I think that CJ, CJ Gardner-Johnson, CD Deuce, is probably one of the biggest examples of development that you can see from, uh, from Chris Richard. You take a guy like Cam Chancellor and the role that he filled, that enforcer role, that guy that just mentally gets to you because of how big, strong, physical, he is bigger, stronger, and physical than you are, no matter who you are, right? Cam Chancellor was that guy. And I think C.J. Gardner-Johnson fills a similar role as being that guy that gets in your head because of what he can do on the field. This guy armbarred and put pass rushing moves on tackles to get to quarterbacks in the backfield. The way that they allow C.J. Gardner-Johnson to utilize their strengths comes a lot from the evaluation portion of what this Saints coaching staff can do, but then also the development portion that Chris Richard brings you. And I look forward to that returning and continuing in New Orleans, whether it's as a co-defensive coordinator or a passing game coordinator, as we discussed yesterday. And then, of course, hopefully, uh, Chris Richard holding on to that secondary coach title or defensive backs coaching title, regardless of what happens, right? He can be the co-defensive coordinator slash 
uh, defensive backs coach, which would I think would be ideal for that unit and ideal for this New Orleans Saints defense. Now, Chris Richard isn't the only one that we're talking about today that is a fantastic developer and evaluator of talent and is also up for a potential co-defensive coordinator role. You got to you got to have another guy for that. And it's Ryan Nielsen, defensive line coach and assistant head coach, who had an immediate impact when he showed up in 2017 as a Saints defensive line coach. Let's talk about how that has grown, evolved and developed and how the players have developed under him as he has been in New Orleans from 2017 to 2021. Let's break it down as we continue on to wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints. And of course, before we get to that, I want to tell you about our friends over at Built.com, the best tasting protein bars on the market. Think about your favorite protein bar. Think about it. Think about it. You got it? Is it a Built Bar? Then get that out of your mind. You got to to get on the Built Bars. You got to get on the Built Bars. It's February. Right now is the time that people are usually giving up on their um, their New Year's resolutions and all of that. But you don't have to, right? Especially if you have a New Year's resolution to get fit, eat healthy, because Built Bars should be a part of your plan. Because it doesn't feel like it's a resolution when you're eating Built Bars because you just love Built Bars. And if you haven't heard of the Built Bar, the Puff Bars yet, they're absolutely Phenomenal. Let me just want to read a couple of these flavors for you. They've got marshmallowy, cinnamony churro. They've got coconut marshmallow, coconut marshmallow. They got banana cream pie. It's just absolutely incredible. And that banana cream pie, by the way, is going to be your new favorite once you try it by heading over to built.com and ordering the best tasting protein bars on the market that are covered in 100% chocolate. We're talking about four grams of sugar, four net carbs, 130 calories, but 17 grams of protein. Yes. There's protein in the marshmallows, y'all. They figured it out. And then, of course, you can go ahead and get your standard protein bars from them as well. Mint brownie is a fantastic flavor. Coconut almond. Peanut butter brownie, one of my favorites as well. Now, I know your mouth is watering, so let me help you out. Head over to Built.com right now. Use the promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, so you can get 15% off of the best-tasting protein bars on the market. That's 15% off with the promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. Let's get it, Huda Nation. Wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with a look at the development of the New Orleans Saints defensive line under defensive line coach Ryan Nielsen since he joined in 2017. And since that point, this New Orleans Saints defensive line has done nothing but get better year after year. Let's break it all down. But I want to start off with just talking about Ryan Nielsen for a moment. Because this this defensive line sort of resurgence that the New Orleans Saints have had, we're going to go all the way back to 2014 here. We're going to go to the dreaded days and take a look at where it was versus where it is now. And you can see the clear point at which everything changed being when Ryan Nielsen showed up. And Ryan Nielsen is one of these guys that is being considered for this co-defensive coordinator possibility. He is also one of the, if, if the Saints were to move ahead with just one defensive coordinator, he's one of the guys up there as the top candidate probably, uh, along with Chris Richard, for that sole position, no matter what, the sort of trajectory of Ryan Nielsen is only up, right? We, we've seen it already, right? Not only is he the defensive line coach, he's the assistant head coach. And there's a story behind that, right? It's not just that they decided to make him the assistant head coach one day. It was that LSU tried to hire him away as their defensive coordinator. And this thing said, no, 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 we're not losing you. And so they gave him the assistant head coach job, the pay bump that comes with that, to keep him in New Orleans and very likely talked about, hey, if Dennis Allen gets hired away as a head coach elsewhere, or if something happens and Dennis Allen becomes the head coach here in New Orleans, you're going to be one of the top guys under consideration in-house when it comes to that defensive coordinator spot. So don't worry about your LSU collegiate opportunity to go and be a defensive coordinator. We got you here in-house. And so far this offseason, we've seen that play out. Sean Payton steps away. 
Dennis Allen moves up to head coach. Pete Carmichael remains as offensive coordinator, but now gets head uh, play calling responsibility. And now on the defensive side, we're talking about Ryan Nielsen. Pretty much the worst thing that can happen for Ryan Nielsen going into 2022 is that he'll be co-defensive coordinator, which is not a bad thing, but that's kind of the worst case scenario for him. No matter what the trajectory, the the the, the progress is still there. So let's talk about why. And, and I think as we talked about, it's not just about game day. It's not just about game planning. It's about development over the course of seasons, right? You have game day, which happens in a day. You've got practice game plan install that happens within a week. And that has you know elements of it that happen preseason and throughout the season, of course. But on a year to year strand or a through line from year to year, you have to look at development as being a big key focus for these position coaches that are looking to move into these larger roles. And if Ryan Nielsen remains as a defensive line coach, in addition to becoming the co-defensive coordinator or even defensive coordinator, that puts the Saints in a good position to continue to see the fruits of his labor on the defensive side. Now, what are the fruits of those labor? Let's go back to 2014. I told you we're going to go back to dark times here. 2014, 15, and 16. Yeah, we got to talk about them. 2014, the Saints had 34 sacks. 2015, the Saints had 31 sacks. The 2016, the Saints had 30 sacks. All very near the bottom of the league getting worse year after year. And remember, it, it, this isn't a Dennis Allen thing, right? Dennis Allen took over in 2015 and that pass rush still struggled, right? And this is only looking at the defensive line pass rush wise for now. We're going to talk about the run game here in a little bit too. But in 2017, that total jumped up to 42. And since then, the New Orleans Saints have not had a sub 40 sack season, including in 2019, where they had a 50 plus sack season with 51 sacks, third most in the NFL. And even in 2021, where there was sort of a slow start to the pass rush, remember Cam Jordan, you know, only had a couple of sacks within the first chunk of the season and all that. Uh, they still finished with 46 sacks on the season. I know what you're thinking. Well, Ross, that was a 17 game season, but no, no, no. They crossed the 40 sack threshold before the 17th game. So after the 16th game, they were already over that point. And that's going to be sort of the threshold that you're going to be looking for in 2022 is can they get over 40 sacks within 16 games again, right? Can they do that same thing? And I think right now, based on what we have seen since 2017, it's worth betting that, yeah, yeah, you probably will see that, especially if Peyton Turner is able to come back healthy, if Marcus Davenport continues his development, which you want to talk about development, look at guys, right? Peyton Turner, you look at Sheldon Rankins before he left, you look at David Onyemata, who is somebody that has steadily gotten better and better and better and has been a fringe top defensive tackle in the NFL in recent seasons, right? 2021, you kind of have to give a little bit of a pass with the six game suspension and all that other stuff. But when he's on, he plays just as well as any defensive tackle in the NFL, sans maybe Aaron Donald, of course. And so you look at Marcus Davenport, who everyone was down on going into that fourth year and then all of a sudden popped off this season and is going to look to pop off again during his fifth year option when he's fighting for a contract right? You've got Peyton Turner. You'll get to see him develop. You look at guys like Shy Tuttle and Malcolm Brown before he was traded away. Malcolm Roach as well. These guys, Albert Huggins. Uh, you look at Jalen Dalton. You look at uh, all Christian Ringo, right? The local prospect that just got better and better and better all season. You can see development year to year to year with Ryan Nielsen. You can also see it within seasons. I mean, Christian Ringo is a really fantastic example of that. David Onyemata is a really fantastic example of that too from a few years ago right? So you look at development and what the New Orleans Saints defensive line has been able to do under Ryan Nielsen. And it's no wonder that he is a front runner when it comes to defensive coordinator, co-defensive coordinator conversation within the building. Of course he is. Of course he is. He's been absolutely phenomenal for the New Orleans Saints since joining from NC State in 2000, 
and 17. And it's not just the pass rush, right? Just like we were talking about, it's about the run game as well. So let's go back to the dark days again, 2014, where the Saints were 29th in the NFL when it came to rushing yards. Move ahead, 2015, 31st in the NFL in rushing yards. 2016, they actually got better. 2016, they were 14th in the NFL when it came to rushing yards allowed on defense, but they were 32nd in the passing game. So were they really being run on at all? In that season, I think that's a worthy question. 2017, they drop a couple of spots, but they're also run on a little bit more. Seven, excuse me, 16th in the NFL there. But then 2018, one year after Ryan Nielsen shows up as the defensive line coach for the New Orleans Saints, second in the NFL when it came to uh, the re- rushing yardage allowed uh, on defense. Then 2019, 2000, uh, 2020, and 2021, all fourth in the NFL in that metric. So it's not just what he's done with this defensive line as pass rushers. It's what he's done as well as in concert with, you know, really, you know, guys like Mike Nolan, as well as Michael Hodges on the second level with the linebackers, but their ability to be able to jump in and be able to stop the run and focus on becoming a run first defense, a defense that wants to take an offense and turn it one dimensional. They're daring you to throw the ball, which is something you cannot say you expected from the New Orleans Saints in 2014-15 and 16. Now, that's exactly what the Saints do. They stop the run and say, I dare you to throw the ball. And thanks to a guy like Ryan Nielsen, you're able to stop the run. And thanks to a guy like Chris Richard, you're comfortable saying, go ahead, throw the ball. Let's see what happens. And that is why these two guys are being considered as co-potential, co-defensive coordinators for the New Orleans Saints, or if nothing else, being considered as the front runners within the facility as the defensive coordinator for the New Orleans Saints going into 2022. What decision the New Orleans Saints make? We'll find out as the days continue on. We are getting closer and closer to the NFL Combine, so you should expect some type of a decision on defensive coordinator to come up soon. In fact, I'm going to check Twitter right now before I finish recording just to make sure that an announcement hasn't already been made and one has not been made yet. That would have been pretty cool though, right? But that's the kind of stuff you get here on Locked on Saints because we get to do this daily. We get to do it every single day. So we'll get to more of Uh, the defensive coordinator uh, conversation here throughout the week. We're going to take a look at the offensive line tomorrow for our position review, as well as any other big news that pops up around your New Orleans Saints. Thanks as always, making Locked On Saints your first listen of the day every day for your second listen. Go and check out the Locked On NFL Draft podcast analytics expert Ryan Tracy and former NFL slash AFL player in Eric Crocker, giving you everything you need to know about upcoming draft prospects, top five position rankings, big boards, mock drafts, everything you need over at the Lockdown NFL Draft Podcast, free and available on all platforms, including on YouTube. And for everything you need around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes here at Lockdown Saints, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. Trust you that nation. I'll holla at you.